saying? You better think about the consequences of your actions. Think about it. Take a second. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time zone it is that you're tuning in from. This is Coach Latham. I'm a life coach. I'm a professor, a police officer, a consultant, a dog dad, and a fitness enthusiast. You can get daily affirmations or sign up for life coaching sessions by following me on Instagram or Twitter at Coach Latham underscore PhD. This episode is going to feature two speakers um, going back to my mom's women's empowerment group. Uh, I just put both of those together so you'll be able to listen to it uh, all as one episode. I hope you enjoy.
case there's a nugget that you want to take away, there's paper in there. Promiscuous and open at an early age, right? And 
so it took me back to think about relationships that I had even at home. What did that look like at home for me, right? Did I feel like I received the nourishment, uh, the nurturing, the protection, uh, the words of affirmation, you know, that I felt like I needed? And I look back and I, I, I had to do some real deep, you know, deep work. And a part of it is in a, a book that I'm writing as well. Um, and all of us need different things. I've got my sister here, too, my biological sister. Uh, and so it's funny how you can grow up in a household, right, with many different siblings, and each person has their own story and experience, right? And so our situation is the same in a lot of ways, but our experience and how we came out of it is different. And so um, I needed a lot of affirmation. I needed to be uh, told I'm beautiful. I'm loved. Most women do, right? Some have a little tougher experience than the others. Uh, and so a lot of those things I didn't receive, and so they stemmed that need and not being fulfilled resulted in me what? Looking for love in all the wrong places. That's a familiar story. Come on, y'all. <laughs> we look for love in all the wrong places. And so if we don't tap into what the root cause of those things are early, then what happens? It becomes a cycle. It becomes a cycle. And so 15 turns into 18, turns into 25. You're still doing the same thing, looking for love in all the wrong places. And you're frustrated because now not only is it just that, but it's compounded with other issues, right? The heartbreak that came from the person that you gave your all to, right? Then broke your heart and left with two or three babies now, you know? You jumped on welfare and you got to get on all of this government assistance and the stress of it compounded. <laughs> You're like, how in the world am I going to dig myself out of this hole? How am I ever going to get back to that Belina, right, that I used to be? Not that she was whole. She had some issues even as a young girl. There were some needs that she had. But I want to get back to the authentic me. The authentic me. I want to give that girl a chance. I want to give that girl a voice. I want to give her the opportunity to really shine like she was created to, right? And it's hard. We find ourselves, I'm 41 now. <laughs> and like I said, I have just overcome through the past three to five years. Because it was before I hooked up with women of intent, right? That I start seeing God move and he kept telling me this common thing. He kept saying, let it go. Let it go. Let, let the unforgiveness that you hold for your father go. Let the unforgiveness that you have in your heart, for your BD. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Let all of that stuff go. Let all of the hurt. I, I ain't saying that, they, that it was right what they did, but you have to let unforgiveness go. You can't stay in that same place because it's eating you up. It's eating up the opportunity for you to grow and progress and go forward and, and be the woman that I'm actually called for you to be. So let it go is a thing. About three to five years ago, I kept hearing them say, you gotta let it go, you gotta let it go. And then I lost my sister in 2017 to brain cancer. Yep, trauma, right? The pain, the loss of somebody that's close to you. Now you gotta process that grief. And I was very close, I mean, every day in the hospital with her, seeing the transition, seeing the downward spiral going back and forth. I think she had some over three different surgeries, three different times they had to go in, right? to try to take that, um, that cancer uh, out of her brain. It's hard to deal with, to see somebody keep undergoing such, um, you know, transition and difficulty. 
And so I lost my sister, my oldest sister. We lost our oldest sister in 2017. And then the following year, my father had a stroke. Imagine I told you God kept saying, let it go. <laughs> let the hurt go. I didn't say that everything was perfect and that it was right. But there's some transitions that's getting ready to happen, happen in your life. And if you don't let this stuff go, if you don't, if you don't get to a place where you're able to look at people as just, they're human. They're people. We all make mistakes, right? Look to me. I'm going to tell you about a, a real quick deviating from this story. But it really all ties together. There was a time where um, I was really at a low, low point in my life. And my husband and I and the children, we had moved back in with my parents for a little while. Uh, and that in itself was just uh, hard to do. It took my breath away to even have to be in that situation, right? And so uh, I was very depressed while I was standing there. And I remember a time going downstairs, and this was before my father's stroke. So just being there and kind of the way we would always butt heads. Um, and then just the energies, right, that I would feel. I remember going downstairs one day and just crying and balling myself up in the fetal position. And there was a tablet that was sitting on the dresser next to the bed that I uh, was sitting on. And I heard the Holy Spirit uh, say, go pick up the tablet. This is why I like it so therapeutic to write. It really is. I know that's one big thing where always talks about is journaling, right? So he said, I had my own personal counseling session with God. <laughs> he said, go get the journal off the dresser. And so I was just engulfed with so much pain. I didn't want to move. Have you ever been like that? Like the pain mm -hmm. is so great. The depression feels so heavy. I mean, it felt like somebody put up uh, one in bubble coats or something. It was heavy. And so I kept hearing him. He said, you got to get it out, right? And so I finally... I uh, got myself out of the bed, I reached over, I got the tablet, I carried them, got back in the bed, I'm, you know, what, what do you want me to do next? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, write down, right, write down everything that you feel when you look in this person's eyes, when you look in this person's face, write down every emotion, write down every thought, everything that floods your spirit, right, that overwhelms you when you're in this person's presence. And I'm talking about it, it was a knot in my chest and tears were flowing like crocodile tears. And I began to write. I feel invisible. I feel unappreciated, unloved. All of these different things, right? It went on and on, because this is my truth. This is how I felt. I felt small. And then I felt the Holy Spirit. I heard the Holy Spirit. Literally, I heard it in my spirit. Say, now draw a line. Let's put a conclusion to that. It's real. You got it out. This is your truth. But now I want you to turn the page. Come on, y'all. Walk with me. <laughs> I want you to turn the page because I got something else for you. There's a new experience. There's a new story that I want you to tell yourself. So he said, write a line. Draw a line. Draw a line under all of that pain. Come on. We got to put a period somewhere. Thing can't continue forever. We can't still, 20 years from now, still be saying the same story. Yes, it's true. Yes, the molestation happened. Yes, right? Your innocence was taken. Yes, you got caught up in a bad deal and the business went under. Yes, I get it. But he says, when are you willing to draw the line and begin to walk in a new story? So he said, draw a line. Now, focus. And I felt him shift my Satan. 
Now my faith didn't move, but I felt it internally, right? And he said, now look at me. So when you look at my face, right, tell me what comes to mind. What is the images that you see? How do you feel looking at me? Looking away from the pain, looking away from the trauma, looking away from who hurt you, who disappointed you. When you look at me, baby girl, <laughs> tell me now how you feel. What thoughts, what words come to mind? And I know it was God. It was almost like just the rain, like we just came out of this heavy rain, right? It was like the rain washed over me. Where at first there was this log in my chest and this heaviness and this hurt and the depression of being here and being in people, certain people's presence and feeling so small. He said, look, come on, look at me. So this is just a little part of my story. I began to write, I feel loved. And I felt it when I wrote it. I feel beautiful. I feel seen. Right? We all want to be seen. Not in a flashy way, but we want somebody to know that I exist. My presence matters. And I said, I feel love. I feel seen. I feel appreciated. I feel known. Right? And then there was a song that he gave me that dropped down in my spirit that continued after. I'm not going to sing it, y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> But there was a song that he gave me that encouraged me so much to get up from that low place. And the way that I felt when that, that moment started, that conversation with God started, it turned completely around. And I knew, right? I'm not completely healed, but I'm on a new trajectory in life, right? So that was the, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to get up and put one foot in front of the other. I'm better than I thought I would. And if nobody pats me on my back, and if nobody said, girl, you're doing a good job. <laughs> God said, come on, look at me. You're doing a good job. I got your back. Me and you together, me plus you, there's nothing that we can't accomplish. There's nothing that we can't do together. Empowered as a young woman, empowered as a mother, empowered as a wife, empowered to go and do the things that I've been called to do. So really, that's what I wanted to talk about today, the power of the decision. Get up. Because it takes a decision. It takes a made-up mind. We can talk all day about how we want to do better. I wish. I can't wait. Till I, till this happened, right? God was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't wait, wait till you come into a place where you realize who you are, where you turn your face away from all of the negativity. When you turn your face away from all of the problems, they happen to all of us. They're not exclusive to one race background, ethnicity, age, we've all been through something, right? You know, lost somebody that's close to you, you've been through a divorce, you've been through substance abuse, physical abuse, just raise your hand if any of these I hit home, right? Drowning out, thinking I was drowning out all of my problems with alcohol. That was my vice. 
And I, I, I was like, don't put no ice in it. <laughs> don't dilute it. Hit that liquor store and give me the whole bottle. <laughs> Grey Goose, Goose was my best friend, right? At one point in time in my life, people were like, I would have never yet a total alcoholic, you know? But God. <laughs> but God. We all have a story. Share that story. Don't be afraid to tell somebody what you've been through and who brought you out. That's right. Okay? <laughs> You don't have to have thousand scriptures to go with it. Right. Just be genuine and authentic right. and say, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I've been through it too. I know it looks like I got things together now. I'm still working through some issues though, right? I am still today, I'm talking about myself, still working through some things. But I'm better today than I was three, four, five years ago. And I have to be intentional every day about taking care of my mental health, taking care of my heart, right? Sometimes you have to uh, exit certain rooms, right? Say, okay, it's too stuffy, it's too much, I'm not ready for this, it don't have nothing to do with you, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm still a work in progress, and I need to be somewhere where I can deal with what's going on on the inside. We've been in a lot of our social sessions recently dealing with the conflict within, right? That it's not you, it's me. It's me, I'm dealing with what's happening on the inside, that internal war. Why am I not at peace in this situation, right? And so I have to be true to me, I have to be good to me, while I'm loving, uh, the process is not it's messy, I'm gonna just say that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a straight line. It's not a straight line. It's zigzags, it's ups and downs, it's times where you're at a halt. And it's not that you're reverting, it's not that you're giving up, hopefully, on the process, but you're just accepting. Okay, and then you keep going. You keep putting one foot in front of the other. I feel like I ain't said a word off my notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. I'm really talking about the power of the decision. Because if we choose to stay where we're at today, and we look beautiful, we look like we're going places, but guess what? I don't want to be where I'm at today, next year, as nice as today is, as healed and, and whole and, and all of that stuff of what's going on with me, of the decisions that I'm making to be a better me. I still don't want to be this person next year. So I got to keep walking. I gotta keep putting one foot in front of the other. I gotta stay connected to my resource, right? To my help, to my support. God will always place people in your life to support you. We have to shift our focus from the pain to see exactly, Lord, I didn't realize that person was actually for my good if they was here to serve me, to help me, to aid me. I've been so stuck in my ways. The pain has consumed me so much that I didn't realize that it was you who heard the story about the person that I think was drowning and he kept sending all of these things, right, to help him, to vote, to help out. God's like, come on, I want you to pay attention. I'm here for you. I want to help you get to the other side. That story that we keep telling ourselves about the abuse, about the neglect, about the, the person that left you, now I'm stuck with all these darn kids, right? I'm stuck with all of these bills. 
You can make it. You have everything that you need on the inside of you. All of that pain has really prepared you for your next. All of the pain has prepared you for your next. It's really the fuel, right? Our car is gonna go anywhere without the fuel. Our purpose and our destiny requires fuel. And it's not in the good days when the sun is shining. That's not the fuel, it's the pain. Pain turned into power. The pain is in those seasons where you felt like I couldn't go another day. That's the stuff that fuels you, right? If you turn that pain into power, I was listening to, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys jump up real quick. I was listening to a song, Erica Badu's song, right? Bad Lady. <laughs> Y'all don't know that song, Bag Lady. You gotta get your bags, honey. Carrying all of that stuff, you're gonna hurt your back. You ain't gonna give very far. And it's true, it goes back to when I said you say you gotta let it go. Let go of the negativity, let go of the pain, let go of the hurt. However, there's a thing called healthy retention, right? And so some of your experiences, you can't just let them all go. Right? I'm talking about the sting of it, yes. But holding on to the lesson <laughs> that came from those experiences. Because it's going to fuel you for your next. For the power of the decision to put one foot in front of the other. Keep on moving, ladies. All right, that's it for me. <laughs>
And when, if you ever come to our, any of our Women of Intent Soul Sessions, we have a Soul Session Creed in it. And um, I have developed a Sunday Soul Chef Session Creed. And um,
watch and say, are you here with me? I talk to my son and I say these things, are you here with me? I need you to be here. it made me put myself in the back. She was sick most of my life. My dad was there. Like I said, he was there. He was not there with me. I needed him. So I was right. <laughs> journey. I'm so grateful. Even through all the BS that I went through. So grateful. Because I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life. I'm free.
Number 10, I allow myself to feel that I am not controlled by these feelings. Mm -hmm. These feelings are temporary, which is self-control. These are the things that I wanted to share. Yeah.